Hey guys, it's Shannon with Everything's Hunky Dory, and today is actually my season one finale, and I'm extra excited to wrap up my very first season with someone who I like really have been looking up to for a while. I'm just amazed with like the content, the quality, the just all of it. Um, I'm joined today by David Yontef of Behind the Velvet Rope. You guys have definitely seen his video podcast. Everybody say hi to David. Hello, hello. Season finale, man. Serious episode here today. I know. I really figured kind of what better way to wrap up my first season of this like low budget production that I've got going on over here on my side of the fence. But um you are okay i have to say your level of content is i like i don't, do you have time to live a life there is a lot listen <laughs> i i feel like now that it's the holidays and everything i am like oh i've had a minute to myself yeah but it is five episodes a week is a lot and it really is six because i have a patriot on saturdays Oh my gosh. I didn't. Okay. So I need to get on your Patreon. Everybody needs to get on David's Patreon. It's different. It's different. That's where I dish my dirt and give you like the behind the scenes of what really happened during these interviews. So it's kind of like even more so than what you get out of the interview, because you are able to get some like really juicy stuff out of like, it's not just housewives we're talking about you guys. Like for those of you who aren't familiar, um, first of all, get familiar but like David had on Beth from the real world. Who doesn't remember Beth? When I saw that you had her on, I was like, stop it. Like Beth is what? Beth is Beth is messy. She still. I haven't had a chance. I, I, I think she's messy. Like, yeah, I think she's messy. I don't know if she thinks that she's still messy, but she's still messy. She was definitely very messy on the real world Los Angeles. Um And most recently, also, you've had Catherine from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on twice, which she was really ready. I'm still mid-episode of the first one. That's where I'm at with you right now. And she seemed really open to just... Catherine is one of our regular guests. She's like, like, she's like on, she's on, she's on board. Catherine wants to come back already to talk more and... She just now is coming on to like review other shows with me. She's become like a viewer and she just Does she want to be a housewife? No, No. she doesn't. That's why she's such a great guest because she, right, like Catherine Edwards, who was on season six. Yeah. She got brought on because of OJ. She's been on like almost 20 times, I think. Stop, I haven't seen, I've like, I only, and this is just being honest, like, I've only seen, I think, like, four episodes the of most her, recent. but I saw that she was on twice in the past week, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> she's, she's literally one of my most, po- so she came on, we did a whole thing during the reunion at Beverly Hills, where we did it in real time, where I stayed up all night, and we, like, had the episode wow. out the next day to, like, recap the reunion. You know, it gains a ton of popularity, because she really was just telling the what her feelings about Erica Jane and it really turned out to be what everyone wanted to say that no one was saying to Erica and these episodes became so popular she was on a bunch of times before that that everyone was like I mean some people were like who Catherine I mean she was on during season six she came on the season that yeah Yeah. but she has been on around 20 times so now she's like should I watch other shows and I can come on and review them with you and I'm like honey you can come on 
once a week. I mean, yeah, my, my <laughs> people would take her once a week if I would have her because she, she's, she's, she's actually good. like, she impressed me with the inner. Cause at first, I'm not going to lie. Like when I saw, I don't know, it was the one where she's sitting like in an office. It looks like, like it's dark at night. That was the first one I saw you guys record together. And I was pretty surprised at just how she gave it to you. You know, the answers were raw. You could tell that she was just giving her straight up opinion. She was giving me kind of um, like how Dana Wilkie is very, like she doesn't give a shit either. Like say what you want about Dana, you know, Dana Pam is everybody. She doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't care. And like, I like that about her because I guess with Catherine, like where I was kind of, confused was I wasn't really sure if she wanted to be a housewife again or if because she was like a one season wonder you know she doesn't want to be that's why I think she's so good because she will just call it out of like here's how how it really is right I liked that she gave her honest opinion on the Erica Jane thing because for whatever reason people seem to be like so deathly afraid to talk about it's very strange it's super strange it's almost like you know my like my friends and I have talked about how it's kind of like she's like a low budget gangster you know like she's got like people that are afraid of her and then you kind of you know think to yourself like why like why like what's so scary I don't get it but Catherine and I were talking about it I think Erica's look we're not going to have another season of the no. same with Erica. It's not going to be, yeah, like this case is going on and we'll talk about developments, but I think Erica's going to get a good edit this season. I think I they're going to so. go out of their way. Look, they don't want to fire her, so they have to bring it back. And I'm not saying that's going to like make the world fall in love with Erica now, but they, they're going to give her a good edit. They are. I agree. I think she's going to get like an angelic edit where they try and like resuscitate her former persona but like make it new like yeah she's not gaudy anymore because her money was all fake so she's like this new like humble but still very well off you know character on the show which I don't really I don't know I don't I just don't want it to all be about Erica which like you said I don't think it's going to be because no they they just they can't yeah they suck to dry like literally last year it was like we couldn't have any of us in this community couldn't have an episode where we weren't like bringing up, you know, the Erica Jane of it all, like whether it was her outfit or whatever she was doing on Instagram or I don't know. It was just very bizarre. So I'm hoping that we get like a change up this season. And I keep seeing these rumors about somebody allegedly, but I don't believe the blind. I'm getting really tired of the blind items. Honestly, Which one, which blind item that someone quit? That somebody from Beverly Hills quit because, or got demoted or something. Like Demoted. I saw that Crystal, right. There's these blind items going around that Sutton and Crystal are demoted. And somebody was saying that it was potentially Rinna. I was like, Rinna's not giving up the paycheck. Like, it's not a thing, you guys. Like, they will have to drag her kicking. <laughs> no one is quitting the show at this moment. Let no. me just make that clear. Yeah, that's, thank you. Thank you for clearing that up because I'm sick of people being like, do you think this is true? I'm like, no, I've seen a couple things saying it's 100% not true, but like, it doesn't even track. Like if you're a fan, it's like, why would you quit? This is like the most watched it's ever been. Yeah. And like, if I had to take a guess of it, like, I mean, if someone were the most likely to quit at this point, I would think it would be 
Crystal. Oh, you think? I was thinking Garcelle just because she has the real and like. She's up know. there too. I mean, listen, Dorita ain't quitting and Ray oh, ain't quitting. No, no. PK made that clear this past season, like when Dorit was being like, and look, I'm not like a Dorit lover and I'm not like, I like her just fine. I'm a fan, but I'm not like a hardcore stan or whatever. Um, but PK came in this season and he was like, listen, bitch, like you're not losing your diamond. Like and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this whole like car flipping situation to put us back on the map. Cause it really did. Like we were otherwise Aside from the, you know, scuffle with Garcelle at that luncheon, what was Dorit really doing? Right. She had, no, she's not quitting. I I mean, I I don't think anyone's quitting. I don't think anyone's getting demoted. It was the highest rated last season. They're not going to. Why would you walk away from that? Right. And there's seven of them. So like, they don't need really everyone to bring a ton. It's like a real ensemble cast. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. Um, and you know, speaking of ensemble casts, uh, Orange County's like, I guess like ensemble cast member has made their return, I guess, since everybody else has either been fired or quit, um, Heather Dubrow, uh, how are you feeling about Heather Dubrow? I mean, look, I didn't think that this franchise could be saved so to speak I think last season was the worst season ever in housewives history like (laughs) I thought it was so bad and I understand it was like at the beginning of COVID so like they had a lot going against them but look I think Heather has whether you love her or hate her I think she has changed the franchise I think it's like a whole new show I I agree with you there. I just, okay, so here's my thing with Heather. I think that she's necessary for the show because she brings a level of wealth that's just, it's sick, but it's like, you can't stop watching it. And you're like addicted to seeing just like the flagrant spending, like the head to toe Fendi, like the nail polish was probably Fendi. The makeup was probably Fendi just so she could tell you that everything is, you know, and I love that about her, but I also think, like Jeff Lewis said, she is the villain of that franchise. She's just wrapped up with like a pretty Chanel bow and it doesn't look as bad because she's a rich white lady who dresses really nice and uses, you know, three syllable words. I think it's definitely like, it feels like this is the transition season. You know, like we look at like Aracon, Dari and Rinna, like I mean, it's a whole different Beverly Hills now. It was like that season when they came in, season six and seven. Yeah. It kind of like was, tra- this to me is a transition. Like, I-, I think it's Shannon's last season. I think <gasps> Shannon feels so out of place. And I, I think, feel- I really, I think they're going to let Shannon go. I really do. I think Shannon's getting fired at the end of this I, I, I hate to say it because I am a Shannon apologist. Like, I have a very soft spot for Shannon. Shannon and I have experienced similar like marital struggles. So yeah, I have a soft spot. She's not everyone's favorite, but like, I don't think Shannon is like an intentionally calculated or evil person. I think she's honestly like super naive and oblivious. And then she just makes these like ridiculous mistakes because she talks too fucking much that get her in trouble. And that's what happened. Like, And don't get me wrong. I think the producers are also like, I think they know it. And so they're like our sacrificial lamb this season is Shannon (laughs) and just, we're going to set her up for an exit. Like 
and you can almost see it on her face too like the look of defeat like she knows like fuck like I, this orange this is it yeah this is it like these young because like Sit. I hope you save your paycheck from this season, Shannon. Like, <laughs> I hope so too. Look, I wish Shannon nothing but the best, but I honestly agree with you. I think this is Shannon's final, you know, season. final tagline, final orange, you know, whatever. But I mean, she's got her new business, which I guess is doing like relatively. I mean, I've seen wow. a lot of people like posting about it. So I guess it's doing relatively well. And it's just like, the thing is, I mean, if you think about it, like Vicky and Tamara, there's no place for them in this new OC. Like they they would feel so out of place too if they came back. It's just, and Emily and Gina in their third season now are going to feel like the they're part of it. Right. Yeah. Like, so I, I feel like we're going to head into another season without Shannon. It's next season will feel like a, just like a whole new era in the OC. It, yeah, it, it it already kind of does, but I think it you're does. right. I think next year, I don't think Heather stays for more than two seasons. You don't? No, I think she's just gonna like dabble back in it real quick. I know her kids like have some stuff going on that you know she's really passionate about talking about, which I think is great. And you know Terry's still doing botch, so it's like a cross contamination of you know promoting yourself, Emotion. right? So like, look like I. It- and, and, and I feel like when Heather shut down production and said, this is it, like that, that was real. Like, I yeah, think, oh, you know, I, really- I think she's like, wait a second, you begged me to come back. You were basically on your hands and knees. God only knows how much money they gave her. And she's oh, like, God. and this shit's happening in the first five minutes. Like <laughs> At the first party. I, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm yeah. literally going to quit. That was so, I, I mean, I, I do believe that like Heather will never buy into it like the minute she's over it she will quit yeah whether that's however many years but I also feel there's a different Heather now like you watch her on watch what happens like I feel Heather has come back with the like you came to me and you need me I don't need you and it's a little bit of a different Heather right I mean she's Bethany Frankel of the West. Yeah, she's like, owning it all. Like yeah. I'm, I'm this and I'm that. And, oh, you want to play a game about how rich That's I am that. and fabulous? But like, there's, there's no shame in her game. Yeah, because she doesn't need the paycheck. No, like, she doesn't need Bravo. Bravo needs her, and she, and that's like the same thing. Like I said, with you know, she's the Bethany Frankel of the West Coast. Bethany doesn't need to be on the housewives or any of their, you know, Well, that's why Bethany will come back to New York for $5 million and she will not come back for less. Now I don't, I think my prediction is Heather got a million. That's just my prediction. No one said that to me. I agree. I I don't think she would come back for anything less than that. I don't think so. And I don't think they gave her much more because that's now gets into the category of like on the high end, but I definitely think, Look, there's no one else that they could have, like, you can go down the list, like Alexis, Gretchen, there's no one they could have had this entrance with other than Heather. They had one option. That's it. Heather Dubrow. Exactly. So I I think they gave her a million. I I honestly do. I feel like Heather's house should honestly be in the opening credits with like an orange in front of it, just because it's, let's all be honest with ourselves. Part of the (laughs) reason. Part of the reason we were so excited Heather Dubrow was back is because we were like, we need to see this house that we heard about, you know, five seasons ago. Like, we need to see it. She brings the house, she brings the money, and she brings a husband who is this stuff botched, is does very well. That is, I love that show. It's really, 
I mean, it's, it is the same production company. So it's like Heather and Heather has been in the forefront of this production company right. without being on TV. And it's the same company. So it's like, but she brings a husband who is, has a hit TV show on right. their sister network. So it's like, it's a no brainer for me that this makes sense. I agree with you. Um, so since we're talking about Orange County, who is, because you've, uh, you've spoken with several of them. Who is your favorite or like easiest guest, I would say, from Orange County that you've had? Easiest? I, just what? Just easiest to talk to? Yeah, just easy to talk to. Just like very like flowy. Because some people I know like are a little edit, you know, like concerned or. I mean, I have to say, well, it's funny. Like I have, I had a similar situation. So I have. There's another part. I have a two-part Gretchen coming out. One part's out. It's kind of like, well, also, let's just say Tamara, who was on way back. I mean, Tamara just talked and talked and talked and talked. And it was like, it got a lot of press pickup. And it was just like, oh my God, this is a gift. I mean, Vicky too said so much. But then like Gretchen, I had a similar situation with her as I had with Carol Raswell from New York, where Gretchen was like, listen, I will come on and I love you, but like, you know, uh, let's just keep it like broad. And like, every time I talk about housewives, like it gets picked up and it's like, so I'm like, okay, like I get it. We're going to have a nice, well-rounded interview. She's like, you know, we'll keep it to like 45 minutes. And then you ask like one question about housewives and Gretchen's like going a mile a minute. And now it's like a three hour conversation. <laughs> and like, so, you know, do you really not want to talk about housewives, Gretchen? Because I'm really pushed. Like, I, I listened to you. I asked one question, and now we are in the weeds. And I'm, right. I'm not going to stop you, sweetie. Right? So yeah. <laughs> I feel like Gretchen was really similar to Carol Raswell, like that, where it was like, I really don't want to do this, but like, I'll do it for you, and let's keep it to 45 minutes. And then Carol, the same Hers thing. Was it was, long. It was, three hours, three parts. And Carol was just like, and let me tell you about Bethany. I know you want to know why I was fired and was I fired? Okay. Let me answer all these questions. Let me tell you about Andy. And yeah, I told Andy he was full of shit, but I was like, (laughs) okay, well, this is a lot for someone that didn't really want to talk about anything. But that's what kills me. Okay. So I'm actually watching season nine of Roni right now, which is like Carol's downfall for me. Like it was, it was kind of when like, cause I really loved her up until season nine. And that's when I was just like, you know, like I just got done watching the election party where like, you feel bad for her, but at the same time, you're like, Carol, shut, like, please stop. Like, like everything can't be about that. Like, are you running for president? Like we were all, you know, very passionate about that election, obviously. And like, I'm happy to say that I'm what's on the right side of history, in my opinion. And this is my podcast, so I can say that. But she just took it to a different level to where even Bethany was annoyed with her. Like, come on. And so with Carol, it's funny because you always see her, you know, shit talking Andy or complaining about West Elm furniture, which I thought was like a really weird thread to go viral for her. (laughs) Like, I'm sure you saw it when she was like complaining. Yeah. Like, welcome to being a real person. Like my fucking West Elm couch took three months also. Like, you're not being special, sweetie. But with her, do you, th- I think she wants to be a housewife again. Like I'll say it. I think she does. I think she does. You do? Yeah. I mean. Just based look, on her social media presence. Yeah. I mean, look at, there's so many people that say that they don't want to. And then 
you look at people like I'm, because uh, look, uh, I know them all. So you look at someone like a Kathy Wakili, who I'm not saying she wouldn't go back if there was a bunch of money thrown at her, but like she doesn't, when she is asked for interviews, she does them, but she's not out there commenting on housewife stuff. And yeah, like every now and then she'll have an interview and there'll be a soundbite and it'll be taken out of control. And it's like, oh, Kathy and Teresa, but she's not out there tweeting about housewives. So you look at like everyone who says they don't want to go back. And then you look at people that really are living their lives. I mean, that is Catherine too. Like Catherine came on my show and then just now has a following for my show. Like people are loving it. And she's like, oh, well, but she really is a viewer. Like Catherine really doesn't want I love that. She She does. Look, she doesn't need fame. I mean, she has the whole tie to OJ and like her name is out there and she doesn't need the money. I mean, she's married to Donnie, like an ex, like, you know, professional player. So she just is like, look, I don't talk about this with my husband. I don't talk about this with my friends you know, with you, you're the one I talk about this with and you want me to come on and it's easy. Like I come on and I talk and I, you know, she, hang out she hangs up and, and I have to sit here and edit and, and market. <laughs> so, I mean, it really, why not come on? Right, like, why not? Um, so, so, yeah. so, so, so I mean, Carol's like in between for me because yes, yeah, she does make a lot of comments on social media yeah about this and you look at people that truly don't look do i think she's like at the desperation no. level of jill, of jill zarin no oh my god no like that's thirsty that's one thirsty bit I but love jill, but like you do well good for you i'm glad that you did <laughs> Con- congratulations i think i love jill in that way that like if she was like a if she was like my aunt or something and we were at like a family you know like a christmas thing or whatever um I would like do my best to stay away from her because she talks too much but like I love her because she gives good gifts and she's like good for like a good one-liner but that's it like you know what I'm saying like I like Jill because I I I I I get it so I don't know I mean Carol says she doesn't want to and I don't know I'm I'm confused about her yeah Jill definitely wants to be a housewife we all know that like we're very clear on her mission and I I don't want it. Like, I don't like Jill. I don't like Jill back as a housewife because- I And it's like never going to happen. I mean, so, yeah, she yeah. has girls. She, well, she won't, I mean, there was just a thing where Andy was interviewed. I forgot what it was. And they asked him who the most annoying housewife of all time was. And he said, Jill. <laughs> I mean, he said like, look, it was worth bringing her back for girls trip, but, but I'm sure that had to be a nightmare though. Even- I mean, well, I also think like prior to girls trip, like there's no love lost between like Dorinda and Jill. I mean, you know, I know all these people and there is in in the real world. So I think, look, I think there's a lot of things. I think they got a good deal. I mean, it's Bluestone Manor. I don't know what the behind the scenes was, what they threw Dorinda to be able to film there, if anything, but that was, uh, you know, that was that was amazing or or a good deal and I think then when you start looking at other New York ex-housewives to bring back I mean who's gonna do it like Alex McCord ain't doing it she's wants nothing to do I I mean there's someone that wants nothing to do with a housewife I know but like oh it would have been great if Alex are you kidding uh, me it would have been great so I just think Jill was like the natural choice and I think there's no love lost between her and Dorinda in the real world and that could have led to sparks 
true. So I just think like, but and she's that a fan favorite. Like a lot of people like love like her, yeah, but like blindly like her. They're just like like because just you think a high like the oh. uh, <laughs> no 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 thank no and thank like you. I'm traumatized by the nasally high. If we could just if we could continue on, um. So I saw recently that you interviewed. I okay. I was dying over this interview when you interviewed 90210 the original 90210 you guys not like that janky cw reboot whatever um i didn't watch it so i can't really speak on it i guess but uh andrea zuckerman as we all know her her real name is gabrielle Carteris. that that's how you pronounce it right Carteris, yeah yeah i'm like we just discussed how butchering names is kind of our like favorite hobby <laughs> her and i had carol potter miss cindy walsh mama walsh was i didn't on, I see that she was on i missed that one she, that was a good one too she's oh, a I need therapist to go back and watch that it's then. like a two-part she's a what she was wonderful like i need to go back just, and listen she was good so andrea zuckerman how was that like that was like seeing that on my script like i'm 37 i grew up watching 90210 that's like where i learned all about sex basically and like Andrea. Well, first of all, I hate to reveal guests before they happen, but there is another 90210 person that is already recorded. So, and it's not Daddy Walsh. So that uh, leaves like it's a real main. It's a main cast member, main, main, main cast member that is coming up soon. <gasps> um, no, it's, I mean, I Gabrielle Carteris was excellent. She was she down to really talk. Chill. And, loved yeah loved she seemed her. really chill i really liked listening to that you know that exchange between you guys and she seemed really easy on camera too carol and i'm i'm just looking at your instagram feed right now like carol's awkward on camera like she's one of those like moms who like when you're facetiming with her like holds the camera like at really weird angles sometimes <laughs> and you're like mom what are you doing mom mom because she was like very like at times just like in your face she uh, was but then like listening back to Carol, I was like, oh my God, this interview is so good. And that's no ego. Cause I think a lot of my interviews are, I mean, I, there's no, plenty that are not good. There's plenty that I'm like, eh, it's, you got to put it out once you do it. But the Carol interview was just so, Carol was just talking. And she, she even says in real life, she's like, God, I just don't shut up, do I? And I'm like, this is why I love you. Mm-hmm. I truly think she's like done. Like, like, I don't think she's coming back to a podcast tomorrow i don't think she's coming back to my podcast tomorrow i think this three hour <laughs> extravaganza three-part chat with carol has you done her in. Guy. i think it's done her in for a minute like i, I mean, think she's just like it, listen she you said it all carol i didn't force you to say it but i think now that she said it and it's out in three parts and it has some headlines and just i think she's just exhausted by the whole thing and she's just like oh my god what did i do and how did i get sucked into saying yes to david and going behind the velvet rope and chatting <laughs> with him about housewives for 3 hours but i mean i didn't force her but i did stay on her for a long time and convince her to do it why not I do. take but I, the opportunity i mean i think she's perfect. not thrilled with it being three parts either i think she's just like wait there's still cuz there's still one more part coming out i think she just <laughs> I think she wants closure and she's like, I mean, she's pretty much said she's like, to if me, you could publish this, that would be great. Oh yeah. No, she's pretty much been like, when is this coming out? Well, it's the holidays now, honey. Like we're not putting out any major right. A-list episodes and right. I'm sorry, your third part is an A-list part and we got to wait till January guys. 
so you've had also recently on um since we're talking about you know old school people you've had the countess on not just once not just twice you've had her on several times at this at this juncture um how is she doing these days how's the countess i mean i love the countess i just <laughs> went to see her this past did you tuesday i saw her in her final night of 54 below leah mcsweeney was in the audience oh how are you were you uh well, it's funny because I was then backstage in the green room after and the green room is so small and it's like, okay. there's Leah, there I am. Nicole Miller, the fashion designer was oh, there. Oh, okay. Lovely, love Nicole Miller. You know, listen, yeah. I didn't go out of my way to walk over to Miss McSweeney and say hello. I don't blame you. And I, I'm okay not walking over to her and hey, saying hello. You don't have to be rude about it, but you're not yeah. like, you know, you're a fan, but from afar you like, you hey. see me out of the corner of your eye girl I see you out of the corner of my eye and you know you might be Leah but I'm David from behind the velvet rope and I that's don't really need nice. to say hi to you and that's okay and mm. you know I mean look do I think that Leah I will stand by this statement I feel there is zero I literally let me okay nothing is zero point oh 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 one percent chance that Leah will be back <laughs> on the housewives and that's not why i'm not speaking to her i am thrilled and love i love my carol i love my heather thompson i mean I, i'm okay with not speaking to leah when i see yeah i i look i totally i fully support that decision um and i'm glad to hear that luann is doing well because it seems like she might have had like a bad week last week like with the lay diplomat I saw that. I mean, I certainly did not ask her about that when I saw her. And she graciously said, please come to my show. And she graciously said, yeah, come on back to the greeter. And I, and I brought a friend who never saw the Countess and doesn't know oh Housewives God. at all. He doesn't know Housewives. He's like a singer. What? He actually performs like? at... Well, it's interesting. <laughs> well, so he, he performs at 54 Below too because he's oh. like a performer. So he was like, wouldn't this be fun? To so I'm like, okay, you know what? So like Luann's been wondering if I'm in the calm. You're now telling me like, what a fun thing. Okay, and it's, okay, fine. Everyone, I'm going. Because I didn't know if I was going to go. I'm like, I've, I've truly seen Luann's show a thousand times. <laughs> You're really. like, I'm basically a stand-in in case she needs to like take a bathroom break or something. But I have to tell you, it is better than ever. Like, she, really? she, well, here's a couple of things. I figured like, we've gone through a pandemic. So I'm like, when I see that Lou is going back out on the road, no shade, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to do. Rony ratings are down. It's two years later. I assume everybody, I mean, Luann toured all throughout the US. Yeah. I'm like, I assume everybody who wanted to see the Countess has seen her. So I don't know how ticket sales are going to go because just the world is different. Oh, no, 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 no. This shit sold out at 54 below, like nine nights. Stop. People came, people came from, I think, Scot not, not the night I was there, but other nights, Scotland, oh Texas, people want to see, like Luann has a, a life outside. Like when, when Roni ends for her or for the franchise or Luann's going to be just, it's still in as demand as ever. I mean, I love that for her just because she, it, like, look, she, like she said before herself, she's not a doubt. <laughs> we you know, she understands that like, she's more of a performer than she is like a vocalist or whatever. You can't deny whether you love or hate her as a housewife. She's not like, she's 
definitely an entertaining person. I like Luann as a housewife, you know, like, would I be upset if she was demoted to a friend of? Not really. Like, I think it might be okay for her to be a friend of next season, you know, when Roni comes back, because I do really think that they're in need of like a full facelift, like an eye lift, a facelift, a nose job, some cheeks. Some I lift. think they're going to get the full facelift. I do. Yeah. Like, let's not skimp out guys. Like, let's go, let's do the whole thing. Like total Joan Rivers, like make it. I really feel that there will be two of the OGs that were on last season that come back. I don't even know who, but I just feel out of the five, two of those three will be back. And I mean, I'm just saying, oh, geez, I'm throwing Sonia in there. That, I, that's why I'm thinking Sonia and. I don't know. It's, it's, like, it, it's, it's like, but I think two, and I think there will be five new people and it will be five and two. And that will be going forward. That's what I feel. And that will be a facelift. I feel you need to, or, or, you need two people. You could let all three of them go yeah. and have two from the past. But I just think to feel like New York, they're going to have to have two familiar names. Faces, yeah. And then they're going to have to have all new people. I I agree. And seven seems to be like the magic number. It's like this. I, 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 will, I can tell you it's going to be seven. Seven? Okay, seven. good. It will, they'll never do five again. It's not going to be six. It's not going to cool. be Leah. It's not going to be Ebony, even though I love Ebony. I just I love, love Ebony. Love. Oh, she's a Virgo just, too. So is Leah. But I mean, Leah's like a misguided soul Virgo, I feel like. <laughs> I, <laughs> Your face. You're like, I don't even know it. where to begin. Okay. So, but yeah. I, I think loved that, her for first season. I really I think, did. I think everybody did. I did. And I, so I was kind of, you know, this past season, like you said, was really disappointing. And, you know, the whole, you know, you seeing Leah backstage at Lou's green room type thing and kind of like not even giving it the time of day, like that just said, like nobody cares, like people are really, and I, like, I'm not even saying it to be a bitch or anything like that. It's just like, she really threw herself under the bus last season. It's not even so much that people set her up. She did it to herself. Yeah. And she did it like for the wrong reasons like for me it's like once you are so thirsty and aware and have your plan in place now I'm out and I think the viewers are out yeah so that's the that's the thing like everyone could cry whatever they want and this isn't just because I'm friendly with her it's that Ebony is authentic in the yeah. sense that if she wasn't authentic she would be backtracking now and saying wait a second this was the narrative and the ratings sucked and like, I'm sorry. And I'm going to go down this road, but she's not, she's saying like, this is, this is the core of who I am and I will not like change for a TV show. This is truly her. So whether you love her or not, that is authentic. That's not like a master plan on how to like be a superstar in the world of reality TV. And Leah had a plan. Yeah, very clear. That's the I problem. Mean, yeah, she did everything shy of release like a single because she has a book. She did clothing, which she I understand she was already doing the Married to the Mob thing prior to, but now she's got happy, happy, some, happy place, happy face, something like that, the robes or whatever. They're cute. 
Um, and it, just, but- it doesn't work. It just doesn't. The audience is too smart now. It's just too smart. Once you're trying and you're thirsty, it's just... It's very Bronwyn. Like she's giving Bronwyn vibes, like where we could tell that Bronwyn was like at home, like rehearsing for this kind of like, or like Aviva vibes. Like And when- with Bronwyn, like nobody, like it's, it's over. Like no one's talking about where's Bronwyn. No. <laughs> no one's like. We don't even have a chance to ask where Bronwyn is because her social media, like she'll let us know. Like she will let us know. She will let us know. And so- Right. And so if that is what you want to take and run with it for, for years, it's, that's got to be exhausting also. And by the way, that like, I don't, that puts no money in your pocket. Like, okay, a little post here that, but like if now being on a red carpet and being able to walk it or go back, whatever it is, if you want to milk that for the next several years, a, that's got to be exhausting because, I mean, you're not, you know, Beyonce where you're getting the invites right. and you're not sure what to do tonight. You're, you're working. You're working for those invites and you right. got a team. And so that's exhausting and you make no money from that. So what do you like? No judgment, but I don't know what that gets you. That's a quick burnout. It's like, one of, you know how like race cars, like I don't even know shit about race cars, but the only thing I do know is that like they make it one time during a race and like, that's it. It's like, a quick burnout. And that's not a happy life. Like, I'm sorry. Like, again, I am not judging anyone. I'm the least judgmental person. I'm just explaining how it all works. (laughs) Your insides are not full and whole and happy if that is what you are chasing on a nightly basis. It's just not. No. There are plenty of people that come on Housewives and leave and go on to live normal. live, live, Live their life and not chase like a... I was in the public eye and now I want it back. A Bravo high, I guess. Yeah. Like the Jill Zarens and the, you know, really just the Jill Zarens. We can just call it a Jill Zarin type uh, situation. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I can't think of it right now. Um, but okay. So I just want Well, ask- the word that comes to my mind is fame whore, but I'm just, okay, I'm just, fame- I'm just trying to help you out here. Like, <laughs> I think like, like not a pandemic, but I'm like, like a, like a strand of like a contagious, like housewives thing. Cause I feel like it is contagious because fame is contagious, you know, totally. by itself. Like once you get a little taste of it, a lot of people, you know, don't know how to manage it and they make some bad decisions. And, you know, like just the first person who always comes to mind is Lindsay Lohan. It's like, she got fame really young. She had bad people around her. She could have gone a totally different way. I feel like if she was surrounded by better people, but you know, I guess she's making a comeback. I don't know. She's engaged. So like. She is making a comeback, but I think the difference is a, she really does have a true talent. She is talented. I love her. And B she, I mean, it took her a minute. Like it took her years and years and years. Yeah, to really, <laughs> but I do think like when you come back a lot of times and it's been so long, like you get it now and it's yeah. so different and you're just like, I'm not going to fuck this up. Right. And she's like an adult adult now. Like she's, and she's been through it and she's been living like very privately for the past several years. So I think honestly, if she was to make a comeback, and I know she has like a little movie, like a Netflix type movie coming out. Um, 
So that's, you know, it's, it's nice to see her getting back on her feet, but I wanted to ask you, um, behind the velvet rope, David, how did you get behind the belt, the velvet rope? Like, how did you start out like being God's favorite, like getting every guest imaginable? Well, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, like I could tell you, look, I mean, I started my podcast initially because I was kind of friendly with a lot of these people in real life. And when it started, it was two days a week in the plan for the podcast behind the velvet rope was one day a week was going to be a guest and one day was going to be like a wendy williams type story like we we can go out at night and have fun but i will talk about you tomorrow so we can still have fun tonight but tomorrow i'm going to talk about you on air kind of like wendy williams does so that's kind of how it started and then that was like my first pilot episode was me in florida at a dinner with Ramona Singer, Kelly Dodd, Rick Leventhal, and Dolores Catania. That is our pilot episode. So if that's like you're making your face, go listen to our pilot episode. It's all about this dinner. Oh my God. I am like dead at the guest list, first of all. (laughs) It's just, and like what happened? And it's pretty much what you think. Like Ramona had that Branzino in front of her before any of us even sat down. And I mean, Dolores, I don't think, you know, really wanted to sit next to Ramona. So it was like, it was like just what you think. So I was like, I don't know. Right. So I was like, I don't know if anyone cares about this. Well, then, yes, I put out the pilot episode. I'm like, oh, wow, people do care about this type of stuff. So that's kind of how it started. And then look, COVID happened and I just started interviewing people really rapidly. People said yes, because it was COVID. And then that's when I went to three days a week and then four, I just had so many episodes. And then I went to five days a week. And I think, you know, like the bigger the show got and the more press it got, and it's gotten like a lot of press. And so between that and like, then it just kind of all started happening really fast. Was it like something that you were like overwhelmed by or were you just like, I'm diving into this and just like YOLO, like we'll figure this out as we go? Kind of that. Like, I don't really, I mean, I don't get overwhelmed with business. So it was really like, okay, I know, like I just have that. Look, again, no ego. I think that, especially from interviewing people over two years, I think there's people that are just great business people and have that side of the mind. And there are people that are just great creatives that are like, oh my God, like someone stole my money and my manager took advantage of me. <laughs> and like, they're just, they don't have that business sense. It's just, they're very creative. I can honestly say I truly have the split down the middle business and creative mind. And hey, that is fine? no ego. I say that with no ego. Gemini. So that makes yeah. sense. Oh, okay. It does make right? total sense. Yeah. Like, no, that's, I mean, because it's really admirable. Like I, like you said before, you have five episodes a week, six with your Patreon. Okay. Like just saying that, like to myself, like do five episodes a week. My inner self is like, bitch, you're crazy. Like that's, it's exhausting. It's, I can't imagine the social exhaustion that you have to feel. Do you ever get exhaustion. nervous? How so? Like in the kind of like, not really that you're nervous because of the person's, you know, status or like who they are, but almost like emotionally nervous. Like if you're going to like click with somebody, like somebody you may not be like a huge fan of and feel like, you know, if that makes sense 
No. So, right. Like, I don't really get nervous, but I do get nervous at, in the sense of like, okay, you know, like I had Susan Lucci on from all my children. Yeah, oh my God. She wasn't promoting anything. It was literally like, I knew someone who it was like 12,000 degrees of separation. It took forever. <laughs> and it was like, literally, I knew someone who knew someone. And so she had no reason to be on my podcast. There was nothing to right. promote. She just was doing it because someone knew someone. And so like that to me is like, okay, A, it's Susan Lucci. You're an icon. Right. <laughs> B, like, you know, this is a job. So I do interview people that I'm not interested in, but I am actually extremely interested in Susan Lucci. Right. And I may never, ever, ever, probably never get the chance to sit for one hour looking at you in a Zoom where I'm in charge asking you questions. And like, so it's like, yeah, and it's Susan Lucci. So it's like, you don't, I don't get nervous, but like a little bit of like, this is a big one. And right. it's a once in a lifetime thing. So you better get your fucking questions in, David. Like, and not blow this opportunity and just selfishly there's probably things you want to know like you can ask this woman selfish things now that you just want to know whether it's for so things like that there are people where you're like okay like I can't even believe this is happening and like I better go into the zone before so like that yeah like that happens where it's like a big one to me or just like a big one where like this is is a big deal well just to be clear this this exchange that we're having right now big deal for me. Like I was so nervous, but it's not like nervous, but like, a, you know, like one of those, like, don't fuck this up. Like David is a big guest. Like this is season finale. Like this is really big for you. Like full moon. I don't know if you're into astrology or not, but you know, perfect time for manifestation. Um, you want to be prepared. Right. So yeah. I get nervous like that. Right, where you're like, don't forget to ask this. Like you have things like blueprinted, but obviously, you know, from doing this for two years now that you can blueprint an episode all you want. It takes one left turn to take everything off course. And you're like, shit. (laughs) Yes. And it always, yes. And even like with Susan, like when I was done, I was like, oh, there is something I, you know, and it's like, first of all, it's, it's here. It's right in front of me. Like, what? Like, why didn't I ask? It's right. never, it's no big deal. No one ever notices. It's just more like, I wish I asked that just for me. Like internal conflict. Like, why didn't I do this? I totally get that. I've done that with, you know, you're, you're my biggest guest that I've ever had on. So I'm like super, like, I'm your I'm Susan Lucci. You, <laughs> you are my Susan Lucci because I have been battling with like, not so much like anxiety or nervousness, but more so just like, I think self, I don't know, like excuses. I think like self excuses to, to where I'm like, you know, making excuses for not doing video content. And that's one of the things that I admire so much about you is not only are you cranking out just like podcast episodes, but it's video too. So I'm like, you're there are video a, clips all day on YouTube. It's so good. It's it takes, so good. Um, so that's a whole different, that takes like out. It's like, listen, there's, it's, so it's like, yeah. So I don't get nervous. Like I don't get overwhelmed in business. It's just more like I'm exhausted at times, literally exhausted. You can never tell in your video. You always look so happy. You look so, that's why I had to ask. I'm like, do you ever get nervous? Because I never get a nervous like read from you on camera at all ne- and listen I mean I treat like once it starts it's like I'm not nervous it's not I'm not nervous in the sense that you're Susan Lucci and like oh my god like no I, I don't get nervous like that I'm like this is a real interview and like 
I'm running the show. Like I've done this before. So I I really, and I have to say though, from doing this and doing almost 500 shows, like my whole concept of fame has changed. Like, that's the thing. It's like, that's why I don't appreciate like a fame whore. Like, it's like you, everybody is just somebody at the end of the day. Look, I mean, there's, I've had every situation. I've had agents on the phone, managers, networks. So I've done every type of interview, like three hours with Carol, nobody's listening, go wild. I've had an hour, nobody's listening, but don't go over an hour. I've had networks and agents on the phone. So it's like, I can do like what you said about like an Ebony, like I've had so many situations like that where even like five minutes before, like I could now turn an hour show into a 30 minute show, like while we're going, like I just- Again, it's just from experience. Like I've done 500 shows. So you could tell me five minutes before. It's not ideal. I'm not thrilled, (laughs) but you can tell me. And I've had other situations where I think it's even the time. I think this is carte blanche. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I didn't realize Bravo was going to be on the fucking phone. So like I have to scrap. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody tells me, but I know that like I have to scrap now questions five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Sorry, like David. You got to do it because you don't have to do it, but someone's going to speak up and I don't need that. So you just, I've changed things on the spot. Like it's just, it. you figure it out. So I don't really get like nervous, but I definitely get where there's certain guests where it's like, this is like, there's a, this, I got to just, this is like once in a lifetime, you know? Right. So like, or, or I get where 30 minutes really is and my shows are normally an hour but I get where it's like 30 minutes is 30 minutes and I've been told a thousand times this is 30 minutes and that's where it's like I'm glad that you gave me that answer like in my head I would love to pursue this more we're moving on because I got 30 minutes and I got I got a hit list here and we got to go baby so you get that where it's not even like it's right. It's like, there's so much to cover. And it's like, I mean, I'm not going to say no, I'm lucky to even have this person, but there's teams and agents. And it's like, when they say 30 minutes, it literally means like 30 minutes. And I'm born. And so we go, we got (laughs) to, we got to like, that's great. My response is so strange because I, I I care, but I'm not going down that road because I got to get to question seven. Right. So that's (laughs) like, so it's like, not nervous, but yeah, pressure. There's constant pressure. pressure constant. Yeah, and like obviously self-pressure, like self-applied pressure. Like you want to perform well. You know, it's like it's kind of like Squid Games of podcasting. Like you only have this amount of time. Like don't fuck it up. Not that you're gonna die, but like you'll you know probably attack yourself if you're anything like me. Like I always, like I have certain recordings where I've been like that was terrible, and my husband will be like that was such a good recording. I'm like what? Like. I've had that like before. It's yeah, where you're like, and, I don't feel like I was like in it or, you know, but it doesn't read that way to other people. So like at the end of the day, I guess. That's the thing. Like the show must go on. Like sometimes yeah. the episode is so bad and I think it's really bad and people pick up on it, but I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know what your you're point not gonna is. You're going to nail it every Right. Time. You still listened and there's nothing I can do. Like, you know, and the, and the other thing is like, I do on my Patreon, speaking of my Patreon, not a shameless plug, but I do plug it. A, a best. So I'm, it, these always come out in January. I do, this is like the type of stuff you pay for. Cause like, it's not the interview. It's like, I do a best of and a worst of, of the year. So like when I do the worst of, I'm like, 
it's not, it's not just on air. It's like, here's the countdown from like number 10 to one of the worst. And I usually just keep it to Bravo. And then I do a couple, like the worst Bravo interviews of the year. And I explain why. And I'm like, this person on camera was great. But let me tell you how the after when we hung up, what happened for the next two weeks. So I really spill like who was, who, who was naughty and who was nice. And they're like my my, like people love those episodes. Oh, I love, I'm already like, yeah, no, I have to get on your Patreon because I saw that you posted um, the Gina Keogh asking if she made it to the best or the worst of your Gina's list. Gina's on one of them. <laughs> Gina's, Gina, Gina made the list. I'm sure she made one of them because Gina, uh, I have... I like, I don't, I don't know. That's how I feel about Gina. Do you see how I'm stuttering? Like, I can't even tell. I like her, but then she does shit where I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like her, like her social media posts and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, like, don't you have somebody telling you like not to do this? I guess not, but whatever the case, I like her on the housewives early seasons. I mean, she is the OG of the OC. I don't care what she knows. She is. I mean, she's the OG of the OG. I mean, that we when we talk about that, like, yeah, I, the show started because of her, and it's, it's clear how that she lays it out. And you know, even though Vicky still has very differing opinions, um, so since you were saying, you know, certain people it reads well on air, but then you know, off air, it's different. Is there somebody that just like sticks out in your head as you expected them to be more one way going into the interview, and they totally just surprised you and were either like the antithesis or like just totally not what you were expecting I'm trying to think well I mean and not in a bad way necessarily like you could go in being like oh this person's gonna be like really dry and then they come on and they're like you know just like free-spirited like let's talk about whatever like well I mean in a way Carol's an example because it really was like 45 minutes and I really, you know, <laughs> like, what are the questions going to be? And like, what's, how is this going to go? And lovely, lovely. But just Carol, like, just didn't want to, listen, I don't blame her. I'm not so sure I'd want to sit there and talk about something that I was let go from, right? fired from, and now this is all you wanted. So Carol was like, you know, okay. And like, I'll answer any, like, she was easy going, lovely, but just kind of like 45 minutes and let's just stick to the facts and, then just right away, it was like, oh no, Carol's down to play. So that was like, I don't know how 45 minutes. And it was like a plot this, twist for you. It had to be regimented and I have to go fast. And I need to right. know like, were you fired? Because at one point you said you weren't. And were you fired because you told Andy he was full of shit? Were you fired because your, your, your friendship with Bethany broke up? Were you fired because she... She emails producers all the time and you drove them fucking crazy. Like, what's the real reason? It's like oh. we, I was like, we have to go fast because I have so much I need to get out of Carol. And then when I realized like, oh, pull up, like open the wine. Whatever, bag. yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, this is such a surprise. And this is like, like sometimes when I'm in it, like having done this for a long time, I'm like, oh shit this is gonna be a top rated episode blockbuster and it was like so it was just like I got it like this That's is awesome. but I never expected this and what a good feeling too though right like if you go into something expecting one thing because like I said it doesn't have to be a bad like I'm not looking for like bad because 
just your vibe in general. I don't know how somebody could have like a bad, and I'm not saying this to kiss your ass, like, but you're not a rude person, you know, like some other people act like because they have a high following or whatever that they're to be, you know, like bowed down to. And it's like, you're a very just normal person. And it's cool that these housewives and other, you know, celebrities like Andrea Zuckerman and, you know, like, I still cannot believe (laughs) that you had Susan Lucci on your show too. Like your mom has to be beaming. Like your parents have to be, your family in general just has to be like, you know, and I wanted Susan. She was like a top one for me. So it's like, right. So say she's your, like, that's like the star on your tree. Her or like Janice Dickinson. I wanted Janice Dickinson forever. Oh. And she too, just, she does not care. She she's said, a diary of the mouth and I live for it. Oh I'm my sorry. God. Like I will, I will go down like into the ground, into my grave, like standing her because I love old America's Next Top Model where she was just like said whatever she had like full-blown diarrhea of the mouth she does not care so that's what like I that's yes she does so not Janice care. and Janice and Susan are two of like my favorites of all time okay I love that for you and I have to ask before I let you go so who's your favorite from New York ever Past- yeah who's your favorite from New York ever I mean I'm so brainwashed. I ha- look. I mean, she's wonderful to me in real life. I have to say, the Countess. The Countess. It's it's okay. These are the your Countess answers. is just. I don't know. I mean, she's really given us everything in terms of like what a good housewife is. Like she was she's married so to royalty. She got a very public divorce. She had a very public remarriage, a very public second divorce, an arrest. And now she's a fucking cabaret star. Like, did we did we ever predict this? Who had that on their bingo card at the very beginning? Nobody. (laughs) She's just so I don't know. I'm like I just she's so like dimensional. You know, like there's so many different facets to the Countess that I think it's a totally valid and you know it's a great. I think it's a great choice. So we'll say Luann from New York, Um, Potomac. The Grand Dame, Miss Weaver. How could you not? I mean, Karen, again, she embodies everything that a housewife should be, not just, you know, the fact that she is like a wife, but, you know, she's a business lady. She's the professional shade thrower, I think, of the DMV. Um, That's the area I'm originally, like, mostly from, anyway. She's so good. She's so good. Uh, Did you watch DC ever? I did. You did? Did you? I loved it. I don't think it's just because I'm from. I've here. had listen. I've had Mary Amons on my podcast. I think twice or three times. I think maybe three times I had Mary on. You got to go. I, she was the best. She's wonderful. Oh my god! I listen. I watched all the franchises. Watch all the franchises, and I feel yeah. Yeah, I I'm feel. Just gonna ask you like my fa- your favorites from the franchises that I watch because I didn't. Dallas is what I'm not even gonna bother because Tiffany Moon is everybody's favorite. Um, <laughs> you didn't watch it, and a lot of people didn't watch it. Um, I, two episodes I mean, from Dallas. New Jersey, I gotta say, my girl. I mean, I'm friends with Margaret. I gotta say, my girl, Margaret. She, I have, I, so I have a soft spot. Who's your favorite? Teresa, I'm sure. No, Marissa? I would honest, no, <laughs> and no shade either, but just like, 
I love Melissa. Like, I think if I was going to party with anybody from the cast, it would probably be, it would probably be Melissa and Joe. Um, I love Dolores. And then I would say probably second would be Margaret. Just because Those she's- guard. Yeah, she's messy. She's funny. Like, she's quirky. I mean, what what's not to love? Um, I, Miami's like kind of a non-factor for me too. Uh, Beverly Hills. It's such a hard one because- It doesn't have to be current. It could be former. I mean- I also hate this person in a lot of ways, but I was like, you know, you talk about 90210. Well, for me, yes, I loved it, but it was all about Melrose Place. I think it's one of my favorite shows ever. And so like, I have to say Rinna, just because it's that Melrose Place tie-in. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, there's, Rinna so, tank top. <laughs> there's so much, I know I'm looking, there's so much wrong with Rinna too, but like she is, above the show and I don't mean like in a snotty way I mean no. it's like Lisa Rinna so Her resume just, like outweigh I mean yeah Kyle kind of it, but without overthinking it I just say Rinna but I have a lot of problems with Rinna yeah but I think Rinna is still just like I mean she's not a housewife she's like she's a, like a legend in her own way so Rinna like, she really put dusters depends like all of it on the market you know like she, it. Yeah. she glamorized diapers like who thought that was going to be a thing nobody but Rena said hold on I can do it so I'm glad I love that you said Lisa Rena. I just fell in Rena. love with you more and then That's OC kind of who's your favorite OC of all time because mm, that's a hard that's one a, that's always a hard one for me to pick that's a hard one because it wouldn't oh man like it wouldn't be Tamara trying to think like of all time you know I have problems with this person my in the real world I have some minor issues with them and on tv I have some issues with them but I just think at the end of the day kind of like Vicky is a good person I think that she like gets in her own head and like yeah things change from minute to minute <laughs> but like at the end of the day Vicky is like a good person yeah and I have a soft spot for Vicky so I do too probably Vicky that's a good choice I mean and she was on my show and she she gave me a great interview and it got all went all over the world and I just think she's a sweet woman I, I do I I I also share the same opinion of her that like, yes, has she done some like incredibly not awesome things? Sure. But we all have. And I think that she's really one of those people who like tries to, you know, like repent for their mistakes and like come back from it. So I agree with all of your decisions, especially the Lisa Rinna decision, because I get shit on all the time for being like a Rinna stan. It's so like, she's Rinna. It's like, She's Billy I mean, from Melrose Place. Like, don't you get it? <laughs> and she's doing like Taylor McBride, you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Billy not, from sorry, Days sorry, of Our Lives. Sorry. That's Days of Our Lives. But she's, she, she gets this assignment. So it's yes. like, say what you want, but Rinna is good at what she's doing and she knows what she's doing. So yeah. 
she's there for us. Yep, you can't like, hustle the hustler. She she knows this game inside and out. So I I love that you chose her. Um, thank you so much for coming today. Oh my god, time out of your Sunday to hang out with me and do my season finale. You're like you're such a sweet guy. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you? Um, your Patreon, which I'm about to sign up for right now. Right. So if everyone wants to listen to the podcast behind the velvet rope, and I always say to people, like, if I've annoyed you here today, you should still listen because the actual podcast behind the velvet rope is so much different. It is truly me interviewing people five days a week. And I have my methods and I will get you tea and this, the shows get messy in a sense that I, I, I will get facts for you. So it's not about me on my Behind the Velvet Row podcast. It is all about the guest and what I need to get for all of you. So Behind the Velvet Rope on Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Our Patreon is so much different because that is where I get messy and do things like best of and worst of. And that's where I'm like, let me tell you what this one's really like in real life. Plus a lot of other things. So that's on our Patreon, but also <laughs> on social media, it's at Behind Velvet Rope. There's no the because... Instagram doesn't like long titles. So at behind, right? No. So just it's cut so out the, the at behind velvet rope. We don't need to put the on there. So follow us, listen to the podcast. And really like, I feel like if you like, it's not just Bravo and housewives. It's a ton of Bravo and housewives. It's just pop culture. Everything. Pop culture. Like you said, real world, Susan real Lucci, world. 90210. We do music. We had Nick Lachey and 98 Degrees on. So it's like, there's a lot. Listen, January is going to be, I've got a lot of things up my sleeve coming. I'm so excited because honestly, I was telling David before we started recording, he's like, you're like Andy Cohen and Ryan Seacrest, like love child. Like if- if I'll take that. (laughs) Because you have the- the fun factor well he's a gemini also andy cohen and then ryan secret i don't know what he is but just a great hybrid the interviews you give are stellar you guys please make sure you're checking him out wherever you stream podcasts and also on his patreon david thank you so much again for coming today i had a blast and i hope to do this again soon I will come back anytime. And if you tag me in all of this, I will share it and post it everywhere. Um, Obviously. Thank you again so much and have a great holiday season. Anytime. Keep in touch and I'll come back anytime Absolutely, you want. Absolutely, babes. Bye. Have a good Sunday.